Welcome to the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast. My name is Ines Padar, and I'm a spiritual mindset and business coach. The goal of this podcast is to help you use the full power of your subconscious mind to ditch imposter syndrome, raise your vibration, unlock the doors to abundance, and grow a low stress and high income business. So let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a new episode. Today is going to be all about how to attract your ideal client and repel the rest. You've maybe heard this quote, right? Attract the best, repel the rest. And we're going to, this is going to be a pretty short episode about some of the things you can do to energetically attract the right people to you. Um, so you have a very good experience while you coach clients, so you trust yourself and so you don't have these annoying people who expect everything and do nothing. So briefly, today we'll be talking about um, picking a niche. Yes, we're back at, back at it again with the niche. Uh, knowing your ideal client and what is going on in their mind as that is the most important element to successfully put yourself out there and connect with those people. Uh, we'll also be talking about daring to be you and authentically you because plain vanilla just doesn't do the trick anymore. Um, who an ideal client is and that is going to be super interesting. It has helped my clients in the abundance, abundance magnet so 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 much. Um, how to not settle for less and not how to create some sort of energetic, vicious circle by settling for less. And last but not least, how to come across as a leader that people are inspired by and who they want to invest in. So when it comes to picking a niche, there is this common saying that goes, when you talk to everyone, you talk to no one. And this is based on psychology of why it's important to pick a niche to come across as an expert. Because when you think of an expert, experts are kind of people who excel in one specific field, right? That's kind of the basic definition that comes to our mind when we think of an expert. And the contrary of that is if someone does many, many, many different things, we tend to think subconsciously or consciously that they're just not as good, um, that good at what they do because they kind of scatter their energy on different things. So one of the advantages of picking a niche and focusing on one specific area is that just, you know, psychologically, unbeknownst to themselves, people will trust you more if you focus on one thing. And then the logical explanation that makes complete sense is the more time and energy you you focus on one thing, the more you excel at that thing. So as you pick a niche and see various people in that niche, you see patterns coming back, you see some of the things that keep coming up, or maybe, you know, after working with them, uh, over one month, they excel at A, but they need more support with B. So you become very, very good at what you do. And the better you become, the more confidence you build and the easier it is to put yourself out there. So pick a niche so you can start diving into a specific field and making it your area of specialization. It will be so much easier for people to recommend you, so much more easy for people to recommend you uh, if they can say, hey, yes, Inez is the imposter syndrome person. If you have imposter syndrome, that is 
you know, preventing you from growing the way you want, that's the person for you versus, hey, yeah, Ines is amazing. She does like a bunch of stuff with the subconscious and energy and she's great and super nice and she can probably help you, right? Not not as memorable. So pick a niche and I know that FOMO can be real. We sometimes feel we're going to exclude a huge part of the market if we focus on one single thing, but most likely than not if you don't have a niche yet and maybe that's not the case in which case congrats uh you haven't picked a niche because you don't want to limit yourself but it has limited you and you're not quite where you want to be or maybe you are stagnating just like I was when I did not have a niche so it's time to at least give the niching theory the benefit of the doubt and checking it out now aspect number two is really knowing your ideal client and when I say knowing your ideal client Not necessarily knowing what they drink in the morning or what's their favorite brand of, you know, hair shampoo. Nothing wrong with that, but that's not really going to help you create powerful messaging. Rather, what is going to be extremely super helpful in you communicating in a way, either offline or online, in a way that people are like, damn, she knows or he knows what he's talking about and he or she can help me, is really understanding your clients at a deep level. And there is this saying that goes, when you understand someone's problem better than they can understand and articulate their own problem, they will trust you to have the solution to that problem. So know what your people want and what they really want, right? Because I could say, oh, well, my people, they want to overcome imposter syndrome. That is true to some extent, but what my people really want is manifest things and have more money, more income, and more clients and grow their business, their profitable business, and work less and make more. That is what my people want. So overcoming imposter syndrome, or becoming an abundance magnet, or, you know, having all the tools to build their business are vehicles that will bring them to their ultimate goal and what they truly, really want, which is more money. That's it. More money, more time, more freedom. Through their business, mainly. So you need to be talking to what people really want, rather than kind of dispersing your message or energy on stuff that kind of matters, but that won't be as memorable as what they really, really want. And also knowing what they don't want, what is frustrating them, and I suggest you pause, if this is interesting to you, pause it or, you know, go back and take notes. What they have tried that hasn't worked, that is also super powerful for your messaging and attracting ideal clients also, you know, happens through correct messaging so when you can say hey I know you you've tried xyz and nothing has worked so far or maybe you've spent you know five or ten grand on business coaches and they were really nice and had great advice yet you still feel that you can't make yourself visible the way you want or that you don't feel comfortable charging the, the the rates that you want to be charging and it's holding you back in your business that is going to be so much more efficient than, than than something that is more plain vanilla. So when you know what they have tried, what hasn't worked, what is frustrating them, what they are already, you know, uh, comfortable with or not comfortable with, what they have successfully achieved or what is still missing or what they think is still missing for them to reach their goals, brainstorming on that is going to be so powerful and is going to lay the foundations for you to have very powerful marketing and messaging and content out there. 
Now, aspect number three, and not in any specific order, right? But dare to be you, plain vanilla, is boring. Now, this doesn't mean that we need to be hugely controversial. It has more to do with being authentically you rather than showing up in a way that is dictated more so by fear or anxiety rather than what you truly want to be doing. So, for example, let's say that um, I don't want to ruffle any feathers and I'm afraid that if I post a specific kind of content, like, I don't know, manifestation content, some people might feel that I'm out of my lane and they wouldn't agree with it. And because I have a background in uh, accounting and finance, then I should just talk about numbers. And there's, there's all of the things I shouldn't be talking about because I don't have enough experience and all of the things I should be talking about, blah, blah, blah. All of these things, the shoulds, the rules, the looking at our past, the looking at our peers, comparing ourselves to others is just going to make us smaller. And when we're not authentic, well, can you have a client without being completely you? Yes, you can. And I know that because I wasn't completely myself when I started online uh, content because you know I felt a bit uncomfortable and awkward but the more I am myself the more I just you know put my ideas out there without uh, basing my decisions on anxiety and fear but just doing what I actually feel like doing um, it works so much better because you're going to attract people who deeply resonate with you and these people are going to resonate with you 10 times more when you are your authentic self. And what is also going to happen is that other people are just not really going to resonate with it. And that is fine. That is even desirable because it's way better to have, you know, 50% of people who love us and deeply connect with us and our content and who we are and 50% of people who don't, you know, can't relate at all and just unfollow or, you know, don't really stop on our content. It's way better to have that than kind of be plain vanilla, want to, you know, float everyone's boat and then have 100% of people who kind of like you and kind of relate with you but not to a deep enough level to actually turn into your client think about that would you rather have out of a hundred people 50 who absolutely love you and your content and would buy from you and 50 who wouldn't who would never buy because they're just like no that's not the person for me or would you rather have a hundred half satisfied people who kind of like you eight of which might buy someday, right? So just on a cost-benefit analysis, the math is done really fast when you see it from that perspective. Uh, point number four. When you think of your ideal client that you want to attract to you, one of the reasons why we fail to attract clients is because many fears of... Um, what might happen once they become our client? So what if I have this client and then they don't get results and I have to spend so much time answering to their emails because they keep emailing me or texting me at 2 a.m. or on Sunday? And what if they're a bit resentful or what if they don't do anything and they don't get results? Blah, 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 blah. Now, those fears are super legitimate and I've, you know, so many people have these fears. But when you change your definition of an ideal client, those fear fears will completely dissolve. So take a piece of paper, draw like a stick figure, doesn't need to be sophisticated, draw your ideal client or draw a sun with many rays and write 
in the middle of the sun, ideal client, or even write his or her name that a typical ideal client might have. And on all of the rays of the sun that are beaming, you know, around your ideal client, write down very specifically all of the correct characteristics and personality traits and qualities that an ideal client would have. Now, the non-negotiables are four things, are the following. Number one, they are responsible. They take responsibility for their life, happiness, and results. They don't blame, complain, and whine and say, oh, yeah, yeah, I need more help, blah, 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 like they're not, you know, annoying. They take responsibility for their life and happiness, which means that they meet you halfway. They are co-creating their transformation with you instead of expecting you to do everything. So, one, they are responsible. Two, they are resourceful. Meaning that, you know, when you don't answer on the weekend because you don't, because you have boundaries, they YouTube, them, YouTube themselves to a solution or they, they meditate or they figure something out or they ask a friend. They are resourceful enough to figure some things out without your help and support because, you know, they're smart and they can do shit without you which mean that they don't depend on you and even after you're done working with them, they have everything they need within themselves to still continue their transformation and be a happy, thriving human being. So number two is that they are resourceful. They don't need you 24-7, they just, you know, read a book or figure something out when you're not available. Number three is they are respectful, of course, respect of, respectful of your times, time of your contract, of your boundaries, um, etc. So they don't, you know, pay late, or if they do pay late on a payment plan, they warn you, they give you a heads up, they ask to, you know, for a solution if they are having some difficulties or whatever. Um, they respect your time, they don't blab and blab and blab over the time of your call. So if it's a 60-minute call, you know, they don't take any more of your time after those 60 minutes unless it's an emergency situation. Um, they don't talk shit about you behind your back, etc., etc. So they are respectful. And last but not least, number four, they can afford you. Simple concept, yet so many times we kind of forget. An ideal client can afford you. Let me repeat this. An ideal client can afford you. They, they can even afford you four times. So all of these times when we're like, oh my God, what if I want to ch charge amount X and they can't afford it? Then they're not your ideal client. End of the story. It's like looking for Mrs. or Mr. Right, and they have all of the qualities we look, uh, we are looking for in a person, and really, you know, they're soul aligned, it feels like uh, they're the perfect person for us, but they don't have time for a relationship right now, because, you know, they're studying, or they just started a new job, or whatnot. Well, if they don't have time for a relationship, they are not Mrs. or Mr. Right. Because one of the traits that Mrs. or Mr. Wright would have is that they want a relationship right now, right? So your ideal client can afford you. Make sure you write that down. Point number five of how to attract your ideal client and repel the rest is don't settle for less. This is a mistake that kept me stagnating for so long is that I only focused on people who couldn't afford me and when I said that is it wasn't done on purpose of course I wasn't running around town screaming I'm looking for someone who can't afford me but I was 
like investing so much energy into thoughts of what if they can't afford me or I shouldn't have a three-month program because a three-month program would be 3600 and no one can afford that. So I'm just going to do single sessions with people uh, who would pay, I don't know, 100 or 200 or 300 bucks. When we focus all on all of our energy or most of our energy on the fact that people can't afford us or that it's expensive or blah, 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 we just feed more energy to bring more circumstances like that to us. And when we constantly have people reaching out for a program, let's say your program is $2,000, and they say, oh, I can't afford it, do you have something else? And when you keep saying yes and settling for just one month or a single session, you're kind of telling the universe, hey, I don't believe that someone would pay me $2,000, so I'm just going to settle for these people who can't afford me. And this is a vicious circle. Um, And it can be tough to say no, but when you say no to the wrong people, you say yes to the right people. And when I started with my one-on-one program um, one and a half years ago, I was really strict with myself that if someone couldn't afford the 3600, it would be a no. It wouldn't be a no forever. I knew that I would come up with different offers at different different price points at some point in my journey in my business. But at that moment when I put my one-on-one offer out there, you know, I was running out of money and I really wanted to focus on people who were fully invested in their transformation and who were ready to invest in themselves over three months and to grow their business. So each time I I had people who asked, you know, to have a shorter program or a single session, I said no. I said yes once and then that person didn't even listen to their, you know, hypnosis recording consistently. They weren't committed. I was like, this is it. I'm not doing this anymore. And by saying no to the wrong people, I told the universe, hey, I trust you enough, universe, and I trust myself enough to say no to these people. And I am making space for the right people to come. And maybe you've heard this in the past that when you kind of declutter or get rid of stuff or no longer accept something, the void has to be filled. So by creating space, you also give the the universe the opportunity to fill up that space with something better. And last but not least is come across as a leader. This is so simple yet so efficient. I could give you advice on how many reels to post a week or what content to post, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, you have people who do everything right and still don't attract clients. What will be so much more powerful for you to attract followers and followers that turn into clients is show up as a leader that people invest in. And the how to do that, and there's an entire module about that in the Abundance Magnet, but the how you do that is super simple. Look around you to five accounts that you follow on social media that really inspire you or people that you look up to or people that you have in the past or would consider investing in. Now, if you are looking up to them, if you see them as a leader or if you have invested or are considering investing in these people, it means that they're doing something right that is floating your boat and that is, you know, building that trust factor and that willingness to invest. Now, Sit down and journal about what kind of content are they posting? How are they showing up? What qualities are they displaying throughout their content or videos or stories? What is it about them or their content that is making you inspired or looking up to them? Once you have written down those elements, do more of that. Because as you do that, 
your own followers will look up to you just the way that you look up to those leaders. And whatever those leaders, so pick five people, are doing that are making you feel that they are leaders, if you can emulate some of those things that they're doing, so that doesn't mean copying their content, it's more subtle. It's how they're showing up or the vibe they bring to their social media platforms or the kind of content that makes you feel that they are an expert. If you can emulate that and share more of that content at your own vibe, you know, with your own niche, etc., being authentically you, then logically and energetically, other people will start looking up to you. So this was it for today. I'm going to try and keep it short so some of these podcast episodes are shorter and more digestible if you don't have that much time. This is how you can attract your ideal client and repel the rest. If I summarize is one, pick a niche because you, when you talk to everyone, you talk to no one. Two, know exactly what your ideal client wants, what is going on in their mind, what is frustrating them, what they have tried and hasn't worked, what they secretly want, etc, etc. Number three, dare to be you. Let's throw plain vanilla out of the window. It's better to have 50 people who absolutely love you and your content and 50 people who just don't resonate at all than 100 people who mediumly resonate with you and wouldn't invest in you. Number four is know who your ideal client is. Write it down. Write all of the personality traits and the values they have and how they are and who they are, including responsible, resourceful, respectful, and someone who can afford you. Number five, do not settle for less. So the most energy, the more energy you focus on people who can't afford you or people who are annoying or people who pump all of your time, the more you'll tell the universe that that is what you think you can have and that's what it will send to you. When you say no to the wrong people, you say yes to the right. And number six, come across as a leader. And the way you can do that is look at the people who inspire you and do more of what they are doing that is inspiring you so you can inspire others too. So I hope that this was helpful. If you have friends who could also benefit from this podcast, I would be so, so, so super grateful if you could share the podcast with them. Uh, So yeah, thank you so, so much and chat soon. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's podcast. Now, if you want to experience the full power of your subconscious mind to manifest more abundance and more clients towards you while you sleep, I've got a gift for you. The Abundance Hypnosis Recording. It will help you let go of imposter syndrome and money blocks directly at the subconscious level and rewire your mind to energetically attract and manifest more abundance and clients. This recording has already helped thousands of women let go of deep-seated limiting beliefs and negative blueprints they didn't even know they had. And all you have to do is go to inaspadar.ch slash abundance recording in one word. And of course, all of this is in the show notes. So see you next time on the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast.